Previously on the Skip and Josh podcast. Man, they ask them the same questions and they all have the same answer. Well, you know, I talk to my family and we really like this city or we like the coach or, you know, I, I like the chances of the team to do well. But the fact of the matter is, nine times out of ten, if not ten times out of ten, the reason they pick the team because that team offered them the most money. It's, it's 100% right. It's, it's 100 points so, out so of So don't 100. give me all this other mumbo-jumbo about, well, I like this city, or I like the coach, or, you know, I like the guys that are in the locker room and all that stuff. They always say they like the city. They always say they want to resign, and then they go where, exactly, then they, they resign or they sign wherever whoever gives them the most money. The Skip and Josh podcast is on now. Skip. Hey, Cubby. How's it going? Great. How are you? Great to have you in my basement again. Yes. So we need to tell the listeners, you know how when you watch a football game before the game starts, they tell you the temperature, they tell you if it's windy, they tell you like what the weather is, and Mm -hmm. then they set up the scene for a football game. So now before every episode, we have to set the scene for each episode because sometimes I'm in Montreal with you, sometimes I'm in Toronto. So just to let the listeners know, today I'm in Montreal with you. And um, actually, we're going to be doing uh, quite a different episode today. We're interviewing someone. Our listeners will know him as our Buffalo correspondent. Right. But his name is Joe, and he's actually a huge U2 fan. Right. And, you know, U2's on their big uh, world tour, doing the Joshua Tree tour. And, you know, unfortunately, they're not coming to Montreal, but they did do their show in Toronto last night. So we thought, what an opportunity to, like, have... Um, Joe, who we know is a huge U2 fan, and then we found out he's going to the concert. He went to the concert, so we, we said, like, let's get him on. Let's do a whole episode about U2 and, you know, our our songs, our favorite songs, his favorite, what he thinks about the concert, you know, wherever the conversation goes. And little known fact before we get to Joe is my first ever concert that I went to was the Joshua Tree Tour at Olympic Stadium in Montreal. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. <laughs> so without further ado, uh, welcome to the show, Joe. Hey guys, how's it going? It's good to have you back on the airwaves. I'm glad to be back. So, um, so you did go to the uh, U2 concert in Toronto last night? I did. So, when did you actually uh, purchase tickets for this? How long ago? It was uh, the day they went on sale. Um, actually, it was Carly, my wife, who was on the computer, kind of refreshing the page, trying to get the general admission tickets. So, thanks to her. <laughs> so, I mean, did they sell out in like minutes? I believe so. I believe it was pretty quick. And is it only one show or? Only one show, yeah. Right, okay. But I know you mentioned to me in an email, you're also going to the show in Buffalo, right? Yes, because that, that was released that like a couple of weeks ago, they decided to do that. And then the day, so, and I work, you know, I work for the Buffalo Bills and they're playing in this Bills stadium, so, but we have no opportunity to get actually tickets through work or in any way. So because, you're still going to have general admission for that also? Yeah, so I oh, bought, man. I bought tickets already for general admission. Um didn't want to risk anything. I wanted to get them, and I, I knew that there was because it's like Live Nation and its own thing. It's Ticketmaster or whatever. There, there's no affiliation really with the stadium's ticketing. And what venue uh, was the show at in Toronto last night? It was Rogers Center. So okay. Last time they when they came was in ACC and where the Leafs play, and they had two shows in a row. And I went to both. Wow. <laughs> but so this one was only only one. So how is the sound for a concert at the Rogers Center? Uh, I would say it's not the best. Um, I think ACC is better. Um, but YouTube does a very good job of doing sound, especially at ACC. They had like they, they invented their own new sound system that went 
like circular, like it, it covered every aspect. It wasn't just like from the stage out. It was like surround the guy, you know, the, the, the big control mixing boards, which are usually kind of at the back of the arena floor. The guy in the ACC again, last, last time they were here was in the stands, like oh, wow. a, a section over to us because the, the, it was an all encompassing different type of mix and, and sound. So it was pretty awesome. So this was much more of a standardized stage and then sound out but i did see a bunch of speakers kind of hanging throughout the venue um which was nice so how close were you to the stage? well maybe we'll get into like the whole thing like yeah, how, yeah, how, yeah. how how early did you have to get there and how long did you have to wait and like was it an ordeal like it was interesting i i was there the night before actually <laughs> that's the night before <laughs> yes you however, were waiting in line from like no, 24 hours before yes and no i'll explain i'll explain so what they do is you two fan run they do this. They do their own like system so that it's organized and it's fair and it's all fan run. So um, the night before, um, you show up if you want, or you can do the morning of. The earlier you get there, the better. So usually the day before, the night before, you go to the venue, and then they have a few people there who are putting, giving you a number. So as soon as you show up, they're like, oh, "Okay, your number." So I was two. I still have it written on my hand. Two forty-three. 243 in, in line. Um, so they give you a number and you say, okay, come back tomorrow. We're doing maybe between 7 and 9 a.m. Come back and line up. So I got my number and then I just went away. Um, so that's, and then I, you know, I, and actually that night there was a, a YouTube cover band playing uh, at the Loose Moose, and the Antler Room, which is downtown Toronto. And I've done work with them before and I've actually done some filming for them. They were the, the band that actually got to play with you two. Uh, last time they were in Toronto, they actually brought the whole band up to play Desire, um, and and so like the guy who plays Bono was took the mic from Bono and was playing doing it was awesome. It was actually I was at that concert. It was incredible. So anyway, so they they there was a packed house for them in this little venue, and so I went to that. Um, and a lot of people there had numbers as well, like so you can see it written on their hands. So like everyone's kind of in the same boat. Um, you know, if people out of town, they're probably staying downtown and they're going to go into a hotel. I actually stayed at my friend Ross's house, and Ross, who you know, know Josh from Rules Roommates, one of my good friends. Um, so he let me stay crash tonight, and then I woke up real early and uh, went back to the venue. Um, and, and so, what is what is the point of like you have to get a number the night before, then you have yes, to go back so, the right. morning so of like me, why do they even do that? You already course, have your ticket, right? Yes, the general admission is all is, is the floor. It's standing room only. So the earlier you get there, the closer you get to the stage. So, but why That's, do you need the number then? Because the number tells you the number where you lined up. Where, so you can line up in that order and you'll be, you know, so if you're number one, uh, you'll be the first it, one in. It's to the just, front end. right. It's just so people don't stay out all night. Right. Yes. And that it's like a, not a, a crazy match. Of right. Fighting, so you like, show up the next morning and everybody just gets in line according to their number. Yeah. So I showed up and it was, a very, <laughs> it was, it was a long line. So I like, like tried to, I was looking at people's hands. I was like, oh, there's 200. Okay, I went a little further. Oh, there's someone's 230. So then I found like where I belonged in that line. So, but hold on a second. So if you have a number and you're going to go just behind number 242, if you're 243, yeah. you could show up like five minutes before the show starts then and just go behind number 242. No, so there's upon. a whole, there's several things that happen. So they say, okay, come be soon seven and nine because what happens now, this new thing that the band has done um, is is they've they've started their a wristband in conjunction with the fan stuff. So like 
you'll do in that line, and then the security or whatever of the venue will will then. I think it, was, it started at 10 a.m. They gave wristbands to everybody in a numbered order, so it was a new number close to the same number you had. So they wristbanded everybody, and then they said, "Okay, now go away and come back at 2 p.m. to line up." Oh my god! Unbelievable. This is like a two-day ordeal. Right. Well, this was the same day. So yeah, it's a two-day ordeal, right? It was. A, so you're never bored, and you know, I. So I was in line. I met a bunch of people. I met two retired ladies from Ottawa who were there, who had done a few shows already. There was a two guys behind me who were from the Maryland, and one guy works for the U.S. government, and so they were there. They were real nice. Um, and this whole time, the, so the issue was that I, I was in line, but Carly, who was with, who was supposed to be with me, was not in line. She had to work. Um, like most people. Of course, exactly. No, was, so I knew that there was a risk that she may not show up, and meaning I would have to, when they funnel us in, I have to just not be in that line. Um, and also it was, so everyone around me was like, yeah, no problem, bring her in. If she makes it, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll. so they were all like gung-ho and happy for, to have her come in. And I'm like, she's a very, she's like a five foot, so she's not going to block anyone's view if she's ahead of you. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so anyway, I got the, got the wristband, went away, you know, um, had, rested, uh, watched uh, some TV. I went back to Ross's house and did that. And then I went to eat. And then I ended up back in the line. And now they do the, now it's an official lineup, quote unquote, where the security of the, the venue are lining you up in gates outside of the, uh, outside of the gate <laughs> to get in. Um, so, you, so they look at your wristband and they line you up. Uh, according to that, and is there a mad dash to get like a good spot once it really once you really get in? There will be. There will be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm not done though. Oh wow! <laughs> so you you're lined up, and then I think it was around three thirty, where they then moved everybody to then wait in line in the hallways of the venue. So what you do, you you'd go in, pass pass security, then that's when you do give you give the, the your ticket but the ticket was a credit card system so you, you bought the ticket on credit card you have to have both parties there they just scan the credit card and they see okay you have two tickets so there's no actual ticketing which is good and bad because you can't give a ticket to anybody if you have if you bought it for somebody or whatever it's kind of strange but i guess it's to combat scalping right um, it is yeah yeah so when they were doing this carly wasn't there yet so I, I, so everyone around me was like, oh, okay, just, just try to go in and talk to them. So I, I went past security. I went in and I'm, I'm like, listen, I, I, my wife isn't here yet. I don't know what to do. They're like, talk to that guy. And I, he said, I, I'm like, my wife's not here. She, she's not here. What do I do? He's, he's like, you have to wait for your wife. <laughs> oh, man. So you so, have to wait. So all you're lining up early, now everyone's passing you. Yeah. So I, I just said, okay, yeah, screw it. I'll. I just went away. <laughs> I just walked. There was there was a, a crowd of people waiting for like the band to enter the venue as well. So I went to that crowd as, instead to pass the time. Um, and I didn't. The funny thing is they didn't even show up <laughs> by the time. So anyway, so Carly met me there eventually. So I didn't get the actual line to get as close as I wanted. But it actually ended up pretty good. We were in a really good spot when we got in because we got into the actual gates open at 5 p.m. So we went in around then. And it was still, you know, other than like, you know, the tight rail areas of each, you know, maybe three feet out, um, 
there was still a lot of room close enough. And the best spot, which I was doing a bunch of reading, was like at the top kind of center of the kind of walkout stage. Like the, they have like a Joshua, they have like a tree, kind of Joshua tree like stage that comes out. Right. So he comes out into the crowd, right? Yeah. So they're, they do a lot of stuff out there, especially the beginning. Um, so anyways, we were kind of, you know, 20 feet away from that. We well, I mean, a, I saw you posted on Instagram last night and you looked like it was pretty good. Yeah. It was great. And then, you know, the freaking the screen they have there, they're just so, they just, they every time they do a, a tour, it's just like the next biggest possible thing they could do. It's pretty awesome. So were you on the field, on the playing field? Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> they have like, you know, flooring put down over the, the, the Jays field, over the, the turf. So, yeah, you're actually standing on the field. And then they, so, ha and then, the Lumineers opened the show. so they I was going to ask if there was great. an opening act. Yeah, they were great. Okay, uh, so not only do you have to wait 24 hours, there's an opening act. There's an opening act, but they were good, so it was nice. And after their act, they they actually opened the roof because it stopped raining. So they opened the... I'm stunned. They, they at the Rogers Center, they're known for not opening that roof if there's a hint of a drop of rain. I know. They're so but, anal there, they don't open it for anything. I know, but I, I, I know last time I was at a, the U2 concert at Rogers Center um, was they had the roof open as well. So I'm pretty sure they love you two like insists if, if at all possible. Um, and I was amazed that they did because it was such a rainy day. And that's the funny thing in that morning, it was, I walked out, you know, I didn't want to have much with me. All I, I had like a, I had a jacket and I was wearing shorts and everything. And I, I walk out just before the doors and it's pouring rain <laughs> to get to walk. I was going to the line. I'm like, Oh my God. So luckily there was a Canadian tire right beside where I was staying. So I walk into the Canadian tire, I grab, I buy a poncho and a, a, a crappy umbrella and then put that on a walk to Rogers Center and then wear that all day. Um, so yeah, it was like raining all day. Thank God we had that break to come back I, uh, you know, at 2 p.m. So then I went back to the, the apartment there and, and dried off. So that was good. And then it really didn't rain much after that. It was kind of cloudy and you know, thunderstormy, but there wasn't much actual rain. So once it started, I mean, mm -hmm. I know it's the Joshua Tree tour. Did they play the whole Joshua Tree album? Well, what time uh, did it start, first of all? Well, what? they got on the stage around 9.15. That's late. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so they actually didn't, they started with Sunday Bloody Sunday. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> okay. I mean, it's great, but I mean, yeah. like, okay. So they, yeah, Why they is it the Joshua out, Tree tour, you know? Well, they, they did a bunch after. Yeah, so they did Sunday Bloody Sunday, New Year's Day. Yeah, bad and pride. That's great. Um, and all from like the stage that was closest to the the out stage, the outward stage, which was great. Um, and you know they, and that was all before they didn't even turn on their screen yet, like the big screen they have. Like it's like the widest screen you've ever seen. It's like a optical illusion almost if you're kind of looking. They they did some great stuff. Um, so they did that, and then and then after those four opening songs, they went to the Joshua Tree kind of stuff, where the streets have no name, mm -hmm. and they kicked that off. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was amazing. I mean, yeah. Was this better or equal, worse than the other times that you've seen them? Uh, I I don't I think it's it it ranks up there. Um, yeah. It's probably not like my favorite. Right. Last well, like you said, the sound in there is not always the best. Like, a smaller good. venue is usually better. They right? didn't have... Right. Absolutely. Um, they didn't have as much um, crowd interaction as they did last tour. Okay. 
like they didn't bring anybody up on stage or you know they were last and it was a smaller venue last time and there's you know last time they were the, the the stage was the entire length of the arena with like a massive screen that went across the entire length of the arena it was unbelievable so i didn't have floor seats then i had in the in the stands which was actually better because it was so big and in your face um so that i thought was little little cooler a little better overall mm-hmm. um but for and also i the last time they were in rogers center i was on the floor about five feet away from bono wow so that was like unbelievable like that there was nothing that compared to that of I course think. um but i i really did like they sounded good bono's voice sounded amazing um everything sounded great they played all the songs i would have wanted them to play so what was what were your favorite parts of the show? What were your favorite songs that they they played? They there's a, well the two that I never heard them play live. I think that I loved the most were um, which one? Running to Stand Still, um, which is like the piano. Oh, it's so good that song. So she woke up, woke up from where she was, lying still. Said I gotta do something. Yeah, so I'd never seen him play live, and I've you know, you know, listened to live versions before, and like that's love that song, and then Exit, which I didn't even know they played live very much at all. Yeah, it was that was pretty awesome. Um, so to hear those songs I hadn't heard before that I really liked was pretty nice. So Josh mentioned that you know he saw you two in 1987. I mean, wow. I don't know how old you were then. Well, I was not born. There, so I there you go. That that's Vegas. exactly what I want was getting at. So I mean, clearly, like me and Josh are a little bit older than you. Mm-hmm. So and I mean, I remember when the Joshua Tree came out. I remember the day when wow. it came out. And I, I mean, I don't need to get into the whole story, but like, I wasn't even into you two. I didn't even think it was going to be such a big deal. It's like, why is everyone making a big deal about the Joshua Tree and all this? And like, you know, it's like I was like. And then, so how did you get into you two? Like, I know being a little bit younger, you know, like how old were you, you, you when you were a teen? They were, I mean, they were still popular, but certainly not in their prime, right? Exactly. Um, no, they were. Oh, they had. They were in their. They were in the prime. They well, were, I mean, the prime that I consider is like the Joshua Tree, and then shortly after, Rattle but, and Hum. Yeah. Well. I yeah. Mean, no, like, I. I. Yeah. No, I didn't know. Yeah. So, I mean, you got into them later, right? So, like, it was, how, it was did, just how did it happen? The Elevation Tour, I believe, is when I when I really got into them. So that was late. I was probably 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird because, so, like, I, at that time, I really didn't have a favorite band that I really loved. And I didn't know why. And I didn't, you know, I didn't, I guess I was just, I was looking for a sound, I suppose. So... What happened? My uncle was a really big YouTube fan and always kept talking about them. And so I, I, I may have listened to like a few songs here and there, and I'm like, oh, these are pretty good. So I asked him. He he actually lent me the Elevation Tour like DVD concert DVD, and I not knowing anything about YouTube or their what their concerts are about. So I watched this thing, and I'm like, holy crap, <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I'd never, you know, at the time I was in my own band. So I was like, you know, interested in like the presentation and the performances and the interesting things you can do with music and on stage. And so like their presentation, their show is like unbelievable. So that Elevation Tour DVD, their concert DVD was changed my entire, I guess, my my course of my life. Turned you into a super fan. (laughs) 
Yeah, it, because there's some of the things they're doing and like the and the sound. I'm like, oh my god, this is the sound I've been looking for to be a fan of. Um, so then I realized what, what was interesting. I don't know if there's actual connection. Is that so? My aunt and uncle, when I was young, and they used to babysit me, and even take me like you know to the beach or whatever. Because my aunt was like a big volleyball player, so she'd always take me on weekends to go to the beach, and she'd always have U2 playing. And I didn't really know what they were, but I, I guess I was from a young age had heard them a lot, and they would sing it to me. But not, you know, not really taking that from that point and like loving you too. And then finding the sound years later, this sounds familiar. This sounds right. I don't know why. And I'm realizing now that it could be because they were like instilling it in me when I was young. Um, so that was cool. Uh, so, so last night at the show, first of all, I got a couple questions. How many encores did they do? They did one. Only one. Yeah, it was, that was, that was interesting. They had. So they stopped and then they they did they did six more after the encore and then well and then they then they said goodbye and then they decided to do one more <laughs> but like they didn't go off and come on they just said oh let's do one more what was the last song I will follow oh, okay pretty good. And so, what time did the show end? Hmm, probably eleven. 11 oh, that's, Okay. No, I, uh, was it? I, mean, I thought it was actually it could have been later. Could have been like eleven thirty. Maybe maybe not that late, but you know, around eleven. Well, you could just go look at your timeline on Instagram and figure right, it out. Right. He only posted one thing. <laughs> <laughs> or the I have a bunch of videos from the from my vlog, so I can probably see the timing of those. So is Elevation like your favorite song? No, 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 no. I didn't know because I saw that's a song you posted and then you talked about it a little bit today. It so was I was just, like, yeah. is that your top song? You know, it's not the top song. No, it's it's a song that uh, they did a really good job last night. It was really pumping and like they, mm -hmm. it was exciting at that time. And, and they were close to the end of stage. So I at that point, so I was able to get a good shot. Um, um, but I, and as a band, when I was in a band, we covered that song. And that was one of our go-to cover songs was Elevation um, amongst our own. Um, so, yeah. Um, do you want to know my favorite song? Yeah, I would love yeah. to know. Well, I mean, I, look, I've been I, – I told you, like, off air, I've been listening to you 2 basically nonstop for, like, the last week just mm -hmm. because, like, I started – I mean, I'm always – I'm a big fan and I always – enjoy the music but i just somehow like this week i've just been listening to them non-stop 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 mm -hmm. plus you know my daughter convinced me to get a family plan of apple music <laughs> so so like i've been just listening to music like crazy nice. and like i have this youtube playlist that i've just been it's just been on repeat so i know what my top song is i'm curious about yours coming you're like a slightly different era but yeah well <laughs> it, it's interesting because i have kind of a few different reasons for different songs that I like sure. and that are top. So I, I would say my top because I, I, it's the most, like I love to sing it and I love to perform uh, with or without you is a very classic song. I think that's probably my top one. It's a it's a very well known version uh, song of U2's, and I I think because I I listen to that I can listen to that over and over, and it's like a timeless right. song. Right. Um. So I think that's my favorite. And then Bad is probably my 
yeah bad was in my top five that I, yeah. I did like i did like an order and it's definitely i think it's like two or three actually i think it's i have it here it's, i have it as number two as far as i'm concerned there's only one correct answer for what's the best u2 song ever and that what's is that? that is where the streets have no name yeah <laughs> it's a great song well i mean look obviously with or without you is great i mean like there's so many great songs and it's it's so subjective anytime you're making lists or you know talking about your favorites and whatever but like for me where the streets have no name it's all about the beginning of the song yeah. like it's the most i think it's literally it's it's for me it's the best beginning build up of any song ever My favorite is I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, That's my yeah. there you go. So we got between the three of us, we got the first three songs from the Joshua Tree album. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I those are definitely yeah, top probably top ten. Yeah. I like I like to I mean other than with or without you, there's some just you know some obscure more obscure things that, yeah. they, that they've done that are you know i like running the standstill exit again the two that i i uh, mentioned earlier yeah bullet, bullet the blue sky is pretty uh, pretty awesome bullet song. the blue sky the live version you know from the rattle and hum album is also right up there for me i, I absolutely adore it i don't i mean have you ever seen i went to see just to tell you joe like you're probably two years old mm -hmm. so i went to see rattle and hum in the movie theater when it came oh, out wow. i waited in line to go see it, <laughs> and um, when Bullet the Blue Sky came on, it blew me away because yeah. that's the cover of the album where he's shining the spotlight on right. the edge, right? And I was like, oh my god, I was freaking out. You know, 19-year-old me was like, uh, couldn't believe and it. The drums, the it, intro. It's just, it's just great. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, um, yeah, and they do yeah, they do some really cool like. Oh, so I'm glad to see we kind of like the same era. I was I was wondering maybe because of you're a little bit younger, maybe you like a little bit more of the newer songs. Yeah, and... I definitely do. So yeah. here's here's the weird thing, before because when I started listening to them, it was when digital music was the, the, the everything right. or you know downloading and everything. So. I didn't necessarily know albums at all. Right, right, right. I understand so I that. Yeah, you're just getting songs. Yeah. I didn't know that With or Without You was from the Joshua Tree. I had no idea. <laughs> right? And it was just a, every time I'd, I'd always find some. Obviously, you know, when I was really getting into them, I was finding new songs. I'm like, what is this? Oh, my God. I didn't know. I thought I'd heard all, everything. And all of a sudden, it was this song. Yeah. It was just from everywhere. There was no, like, actual, you know, albums that I was listening in order. It was when I think... Uh, I believe the the big song, the big albums that I actually was like conscious for, <laughs> right? Were, were I think No Line on the Horizon or even earlier. Uh, uh, the, that's just that's when I already stopped keeping track of the albums. Yeah. yeah. So those were like you know No Line on the Horizon was probably like the prime in my prime of like loving right. YouTube. Like oh my god, they just came with a new album. Are you kidding? So that that was like when I started understanding albums. <laughs> right. But before that, it's just kind of random. It's just like whatever sounds good. Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't well, care. I mean, what... they've gone through different stages as a band, right? The early yeah. U two is very angry. It's very yeah. like 
border borderline punk you know yeah. in a sense i guess like 80s punk in a, in a way exactly and then you know josh the, just before joshua tree like they had there's one specific sound the u2 sound that i like which is like a little bit before joshua tree and then through rattle and hum that's like the ultimate era for me and then right after that was Achtung baby which was like electronic right right and and someone got that that cd for me cd that just tells you when it was mm-hmm. uh for christmas and i was like eh, whatever i didn't love it and then i had it i listened to it like just on like a loop and mm-hmm. I, and i like i just fell in love with it it's just it's the kind of thing where it's like it totally grew on me right so i always i always feel like Achtung baby is really quite an underrated album and obviously one is such a great song you know so, oh yeah. yeah oh one is in my top three yeah but you know the thing about one i don't know if you've ever heard it i'm sure joe has but there's three different videos there's a right? version with mary j blige i don't know if you know that version i don't think i've heard that well yeah you should find yes, it yes i have <laughs> Then, then, then after Actun Baby, then they had Zuto, whatever it's called, Zootopia. Zootopia, Zootopia. That's a movie, right? No, it's yeah, Zuropa. Zuropa. <laughs> so I kind of lost track. I after that, I kind of lost track of everything that they were doing, mm. and then Beautiful Day came out as a single. Yeah. And I was what like, crazy song. what a great song, you know, like that made me realize, you know what, they may be past their prime. They're maybe like, this is not the same YouTube that I remember, but what an incredible song, right? It's such a like incredibly written song and like just it's it's like a textbook of how to write a, just a hit song like right, it's, right. it's crazy so do you think they're going to do the same set list in buffalo have you researched that i know there's websites that can show you the set lists i they yeah they change things here and there i mean i'm sure they'll do a lot of the same right um, right it's all good <laughs> it's all good yeah i'm sure and i wonder i wonder how it's going to be with lining up and i mean at least you kind of know what to expect now right yeah, so I'm gonna, I'll try to do the same thing. Yeah, I was in Chicago a couple of weeks ago when they were playing in Chicago when I was there, oh, wow. and I was. Was it an outdoor concert? It in was Chicago? at Soldier Field. Yeah. So are they all outdoor shows? I'm not sure. Yeah, they're all. This is a stadium too. Yeah, stadium not, tour. Not yeah. an arena tour. Yeah. So I was gonna go, but you know I have work and it's difficult to like. I mean, especially like you're telling the story about how many hours you had to line up. So I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. It's a I wasn't. Commitment. I wasn't like able to do that but the the buzz in the city was unbelievable i'm sure like it yeah. wasn't it was it like that in toronto too do you feel well, the buzz in the city or is it just well, like from uh, where I, from yeah the, from where you were yeah. In, yeah 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 like i it was pretty cool to see like the amount of people around the rogers center hours before like you know the morning of a concert like i, I not that i've been to other big concerts in rogers center other than you too but mm-hmm. is it that crazy well, I was, that I was at one. I'm embarrassed to say what it was. You were at one what? One concert at the Rogers oh, Center. Okay. Yeah. It was Taylor Swift. Yeah. Was the, the roof open or closed? No, it was closed. And the sound was terrible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is what it is. 
uh, was it as as crazy like did you get there earlier wow. it's like when you're in that in that strip of toronto you know between the train station and the the rogers center you know like that strip of downtown it's packed yeah it's it was all you know 14 year old girls in cowboy hats oh, that's boy. what it was it was all with all t-shirts and you know like all the the taylor swift bands so i could imagine it i mean maybe the u2 are not as uh as showy as far as all the fans but i'm sure all around the stadium it must be nuts right yeah, yeah, it's definitely, a, I guess, an, probably an older crowd. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, I was probably a, the younger, yeah. on the younger sure. side. Well, much you, younger than us. Well, You're, you just told me there's two retired ladies from Ottawa, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> That'll be me and Josh soon. <laughs> Can't wait to retire. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Joe, thanks for, um, for uh, sharing all your uh, stories with us. We certainly appreciate you coming on the show again. And uh, we we had fun doing this special episode. Yeah. Um, so, I guess people can uh, follow you on Twitter and Instagram if they want to see photos or videos of the show. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you'll uh, make some new friends at the Buffalo concert. I hope so. It'd yeah. be great. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you, guys. The Skip and Josh podcast is over now. Don't worry, there'll be another episode soon. <laughs>